0: Welcome back to the weekly transfer show on the upper tier as part of the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Audio versions of the show are available through Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Wherever you pick up your audio shows, you will find us there. Dynamo Podcast
1: Network, the upper tier.
0: This is your weekly transfer show. Dan, welcome back, my man.
1: Good to be back, Nyliss. Good to be back. Good Football footballer pre-season is in full swing Uh great to have the football back it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of respite through the madness of being a new father absolutely how's it getting on that's yeah every day is better than the day before it's awesome other than the bags under my eyes yeah life is life <laughs> couldn't be better <laughs> life is real <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah this this trip to bleeding and Anfield, it's where it can't come quick enough absolutely I can't really. come quick enough
0: We'll be touching on plenty of that stuff in the Shankley sessions this week. Anyway. Um, let's get into some of these transfers. Um, where did we start? Ruben Neves, Inside Football reporting, Ruben Neves that Manchester United have moved ahead of Arsenal. I think between ourselves and Manchester United, we are linked with absolutely everyone with a heartbeat at the moment. Um, if a name pops up, we're on it, and so are United. Yeah, so what I mean, what's your
1: thoughts on Ruben Neves? Yeah, lo- love him as a player. He'd be a great squad player at United too. Um, I can I, I can make sense of of United you know, looking for someone like that to bring in as a squad player. You know, when he's not, he wouldn't be a shabby um replacement to bring in for for certain games to start. You know, we've seen what he's done since he came in at Wolves, and like you look at the names that United with they've signed Sancho now, the the deal, <laughs> It seems to be edging closer. Um, you know, we, we talked about Man United at the end of the season and how Ole didn't trust anybody outside his, his in his mind, his strongest 11, you know. Um, so this makes so much sense for Man United. They needed to build a, a stronger squad. I was reading as well that Jesse Lingard's being told that he's a massive part of the plans for the coming season, which isn't surprising because of. How we how we finished the season last season with West Ham, so like bringing in Ruben Neves it's a no-brainer for me. You know, um, adds goals, adds assists. You know, excellent on set pieces. Um, he's a bit of a leader in the in the Wolves team, so it it's, to me it makes so much sense to Man United. Um, the worry was that Man United would go out and make some good signings to what they have. You know, I think a lot of their laurels rest on with the fact that we hate Man United so when, when Man United aren't doing too well it's it's a bonus for Liverpool fans but I would be worried with, with who Man United are bringing in if Lingard was to stay and Ruben Neves was to come in and they've brought in Sancho and Veran to come in as well, you know they they definitely be challenging. They might get they might get within ten points uh, of the league next season if they bring in these players. But it's it's a no-brainer for Man United. They need to bring in quality. He's proven himself in the in the Premier League. So yeah, it's it's definitely a no-brainer for Man United.
0: I, I'd say probably and it moves on to our next point where Paris Saint Germain want to sign Paul Pogba. The talk is about sixty million. We're hearing last night that Pogba turned down a new contract that United. Worth somewhere in the region of 350 grand a week. So apparently he wants to move, you know. So that will probably decide as well whether you know to go in for a Ruben Neves or a Goretzka, anything outside of Varane and Trippier, I would imagine. Anything in know? that midfield. It's the midfield, you know, I spoke to Craig even last night about it. It's the midfield they can't seem to figure out. They've built <clears load> some <throat> options up front and now they're going to have plenty of options at the back. But that whole midfield area seems to be a conundrum for them, doesn't
1: it? It's no, we said it. Well, I was a massive advocate for uh throwing Ole under the bus when it came to Bruno Fernandez. You know, whether it was born out or, you know, he just he couldn't carry that team for a whole season, which which he done up until January, in my opinion. Um, they, they need they needed to bring in the cover that he he can be rested and to have players there that you trust when Bruno doesn't play. And this is this is what we're looking at now. You know, he um, went off to the Euros. I was reading a lot, a lot from United fans that Jota didn't do this at the Euros and Ronaldo, blah blah blah. Like, if Bruno's the player that many United fans think he is, he the start every game for Portugal and he, regardless of playing so many games through the season, um, regardless of playing through through the so many games through the season. And for me, like Ruben Neves comes in and he's an ideal replacement to let Bruno out of the team, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, I just, I guess, you know, when you look at Paul Pogba, I mean, again, I spoke to Craig last night about him on the show. They just need to get rid of them now at this day, don't they? And try and get as much money as they can in and then use that money to figure out what they want to do on midfield. As far as I'm concerned, that Paul Pogba United era is done,
1: done, done. Noel, and, when all this stuff came out with Royole, all right, Roy, and then magically Pogba started putting in a shift. Other than United fans, because United fans are very fickle and they're very um, contradictory of themselves, they wanted Pogba gone. As soon as Riola came out and said all that stuff and Pogba started putting in a shift, they were all on the pond, the Pogba bandwagon, you know. Liverpool fans, not just Liverpool fans, but we were saying it on the on the upper tier on the Monday mashups and stuff right? after he had a good game saying he's put himself in the shop window. It's the only reason he's turned up a player of Paul Pogba's quality because let's face it, he's not a bad player. It's Paul Pogba. He's an exceptional player. You put him into the France team. Now, I know France didn't have a, the Euros like everyone thought they were going to. We all thought they were going to win it. He goes into the Euros. In the group games, I thought he was outstanding. He scored that goal. It was an absolutely sensational goal. Paul Pogba does stuff like that. You put him into a team with good players around him. He's going to do that week in, week out. You put him into a Man United team where you're probably two, three players at most, if even, that are week in, week out, good players. Um and he's not going to carry the team. He's got he's happy to collect his wages because he knows that it's not just him that's not putting in the shift. He knows that the player, there's other players around him that aren't good enough. So when Morella came out and said that, you know, like he wants out and the new contract's not going to happen and all, he goes in and puts a shift in for a few weeks. Then he kind of takes he takes his foot off the pedal because the Euros is coming up. He didn't want to risk injury. Goes into the group games in the Euros really really well and then in the game against Switzerland it wasn't just Pogba it was a lot of players left France down he wants out he wanted Real Madrid Real Madrid don't have the type of money that's being asked PSG do makes sense to go there now whole new project There's the players that are being linked with PSG I said it during the week to my brother Pogba goes into PSG you've got Wijnaldum there the, the Ramos is after going in there I'd be looking at PSG to, to finally get their hands on the Champions League next year because the, the Real Madrid aren't going to be any great shakes next year. If Varane leaves there, Real Madrid are in massive trouble, massive trouble. It's all well and good. You're getting rid of Sergio Ramos and, you know, the aged superstar. He's going off to France now. If, if Ramos was all about the football and leaving his legacy, now he has left the legacy of Real Madrid with the amount of Champions Leagues he won and the amount of goals he scored and what have you. He would have went to Man United. he would have went to Chelsea but no, he's, he's chosen to go to France Look, no disrespect to him but he's gone to France, it's like going to the Scottish League. Lille won the league last year, they did sell copious amounts of players to try and balance the book because they're in a lot of trouble now financially. The manager walked away I think within two weeks after winning the league. PSG had sent that league next season and the sole focus will be on the Champions League. If they can bring in two or three more players, you know the, the, for me, They'll be definitely in the top three, four favourites for the Champions League next season. But again, going back to Pogba, it makes so much sense to go back to his home country, be a superstar there. It looks like Mbappe is going to stay. Sorry, Liverpool fans. Um, but it looks like Mbappe is going to stay. Like that that PSG team next season could be frighteningly good. Yeah, you know. So it's, it's Solskjaer, I was very critical of him last year and I said that he hasn't got the balls to make these decisions. He needs to make those decisions now because if you know you'd have a bad start to the season or they're not, they're not anywhere near that towards January, for me, he has to go. Mm. Um, so, you know, it looks like he's going to be back now with money with Iran with Trippier coming in, And um, if Ruben Neves was to come in. But <clears throat> getting as much money for you can for Pogba and bringing in another, probably an attacking midfielder or... or you know, we we forget that Cavani's re-signed as well. You know, you know it could be looking at a really good project next season. Sancho coming in and having a natural, um, a natural winger. You know, like it takes the takes the pressure off Rashford. It means Greenwood has more time to develop as as good as he is already he has more time to develop and there's not that burden on him. So everything is looking positive at you, at United. You know but for me, they have to get rid of Pogba. They can't hang around over this guy anymore. He's it's, it's petulance, you know, it's I'm bigger than... he. Let's be real, Paul Pogba thinks he's bigger than Man United. No club needs players like that there, so his, he has to go.
0: His baggage really derails the club at times, doesn't it, with the comments on the press and stuff like that? No.
1: Alex Ferguson, the greatest one, well, I'm not going to say the greatest because of the three men that we had at Liverpool. Um, Alex Ferguson, one of the greatest managers of all time. He knew what he was doing when he let him go he done the same with Ravel Morrison. We heard the stories about Ravlin. No, Ravel Morrison isn't Paul Pogba. But we heard the stories about Ravel Morrison. Alex Ferguson thought he was like, going to be one of the greatest players to ever play the game, but looked at his attitude and said, no, not for me. He knows what he's talking about. So the longer Paul Pogba st- stays there, the cancer spreads into the team.
0: Well, I mean, he's only got another year, then he's out of there on a free. And
1: I mean but There you go They have like, to They have to make they, a decision They have to Like look what Liverpool did With Jeannie when Kind of forced a hand the, the talk now With Jordan Henderson as well Like If you can make 50 or 60 million Off Paul Pogba Why do you risk Keeping him And getting Like taking nothing mm, Absolutely
0: um, The Athletic Reporting this week Liverpool looked <coughs> out loud Either Shaqiri Or Divock Origi And being linked with This came out of nowhere For me Considering the names Of being linked with Jared Bone
1: yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I was, we were chatting about it during the week, we were nearly coming to blows over during the week, I'm so, we'll talk about Ford on the Shanky sessions, I'm so frustrated Noel, I genuinely, it, it's its when you get your hopes up, and you the talk, like we were sitting here four or five weeks ago, me, you and Craig, and we were talking about Florian Newhouse, mm-hmm. um, link of it Savage, uh, Renato Sanchez you
0: know, Sendake, Daniel. Sendake,
1: you know, like I was nearly fucking noshing myself off live on the podcast. Couldn't believe the names we were being linked with, and saying that I'd be happy with any one of those names. And then James Pierce comes out during the week and he says that Jared Bone. Now, when we signed Mo Salah, we didn't think he was going to be the player he was. We signed Sadio Mane, we didn't think he was going to be the way he was. We signed Van Dyke. We knew the player he was, but we didn't think he was going to take us to another level. Allison, mm. Andy Robertson is a prime example. But to win a league, to win a Champions League, to miss the ship last season and not bring in the, the names we thought we'd bring in, but going into this summer, getting Champions League football, and thinking this is the this is the window, this is where we bring in the two or three players. There's lads in the team that are aging, like they're getting towards 30, um, and you're thinking this is the window where we bring in those names. And, you know, we're a force next season. Mm. And now it looks like Jared Bowen could be the man to come in and take the mantle. I'm, I'm not happy at all, Noel. I really am not happy. I said it to yourself, and I understand your point of view on the whole business side of the teams with FSG and all. But no, i no, just, I'm not happy, no Like, the fifth richest club in the world, we can't be a sell to buy team, Noel. We just cannot, you know. Right.
0: We'll touch on it in the Shankly sessions because there's no point in expanding on it here because we have a lot to talk about the Shankly sessions in terms of transfers and stuff like that. So we will touch on it. But with Jared Bowen, I mean, he has had a really good season this year with West Ham, in fairness. Um, yeah. So I don't think, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad signing, um, but it wouldn't be at the level that we were led down the garden path about, let's say and um, but i mean let's see how it develops i mean again it's only a it's only a report out of the athletics, so it's not framed up or anything like that you know and i mean they do do huge due diligence when they're doing it you know what i mean so yeah and um, yeah we will uh we will take a look at that as it develops and um, we've also uh been thrust into this uh or situation this summer transfer according to sports lens and um, Arsenal were nailed on for this guy, I thought. And I mean, I think we touched on it last week and the week before. But it seems to be gathering a little pace there now as well. So we seem to be looking at a lot of midfielders at the moment.
1: We just yeah. seem to, every two days, we just seem to be heavily linked with, with someone different. Um, I, We do talk about how Michael Edwards and Jurgen Klopp, they never publicly come out, publicly come out and say, yeah, he's a good player and this is who we want. Everything is always done under the radar. Other than... Probably Van Dijk. We've never been open about who we want to sign, but we, last week or two weeks ago we talked about your man OR and saying that Arsenal is the meal for him and why go to go to sports and what have you. And now, like it's one of the names on the top of our list now. For the money that's been talked about, we think it's in the The, the, the like low twenties, is it? I think so. It's
0: something mm-hmm. like that, twenty five or something like that, as far as I know. Yeah,
1: something like that. Like I wouldn't be, wouldn't be, too, wouldn't, like. Other than Arsenal and Spurs, there isn't many teams that are trying to name into the half for him. Like, we no. don't know. We're missing some here regarding him. Um, he is a good player, Um just when I look at him, I just don't see him pushing anybody in their air yeah. attack onto another level to take us like to where we want to be. He'd suit the project that Arsenal'd suit the, the project that Spurs. But with no disrespect to him, but he's just not a name that. I'm kind of thinking it's going to push anyone onto another stratosphere or another level like.
0: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you make of this swap deal that Spurs have put together with Eric Lamella and uh, Sevilla's Brian Gill? Um, I have to say, I hadn't heard a lot about Brian Gill. Obviously, we know a hell of a lot about Eric Lamella. Um, but Brian Gill, I mean, this this is kind of like come out of nowhere. It's like as if Spurs wanted to get rid of. I suppose you could call it like a, a bad apple in the basket if you like. You know what I mean. And they they took a swap there, but I think Eric Lamella, he's a fired up player. Always wears a shirt in the sleeve. He's a bit of a psycho on the pitch and stuff like that. That's, but. that's what you want. though. you
1: want players who you know are passionate. You know, we obviously mm. he came into sports. I think he was one of the record signings at the time, and yeah. now he just hasn't kind of lip fit to be able to lift up the bill or lived up to expectation. But mm. there's a few players in the sports team that could probably learn a little from someone like that. You know, you need passionate players, you need players who are, you know, willing to put it all on the line and leave it all on the pitch. Now he doesn't do it on, on a consistent basis. But you know, you look through that sports team, there's there's not much backbone there. Um and the likes of Eric Lamela kind of take the flak when the team don't perform. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same on most teams. Like you have to kind of yeah, stand out players like yeah, your Harry Kane or your Son son, Min and stuff like that. You know, there's always the three or four players in every squad that when teams don't perform, the fingers pointed at them. But one thing I will say about Brian Gill, he's a lovely head of hair because that's never been on my radar. i never, don't hear much about this guy. So, you know, if you're a sports fan, I'd love to get Graham's perspective on things. But if you're a sports fan and this is the kind of player that you're going to get yourself back into the top four, I talked about this a long, long time ago. Sports are in big trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Big trouble. Hardy Kane is sitting there saying, Come on, can't wait for this big offer because he's going to have to crack eventually and take it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, football insider reporting this week that Aston Villa have moved ahead of Arsenal for the signing of Leon Bailey.
1: Yeah, great signing. Um, you know, Liverpool are linked with Jared Bowen and Eric Bailey is uh, available for uh, Leon Bailey is available for um 40 million. Um we've mm-hmm. been linked from for I think Last last summer and the summer before we were linked with a very, very exciting player, you know, eye for goal, mm-hmm. um, you know, head down, eyes up, blinkers on, kind of attacking footballer. Um, did say about Aston Villa as well. they have a great project there. It remains to be seen now uh, what's gonna happen with the more players that the Aston Villa bring in of this caliber. If this happens, it only leads me down the path of Jack Realish must be going. Um yeah, Aston Villa pulling a few names out of hats. Uh They've already signed Buendea off Norwich. That's a, an excellent sign. And um I did say that I'd love Jack Grealish to kind of buy into the what they're what they're trying to, to build there for one more season because he's still a young player and all. But like if Jack Grealish goes, I said the last two weeks ago, um you've Buende there already. Um if Leon Bailey was to come in, he kind of softened the blow of losing your kind of your, your tallies man as such. But, um, yeah, great project going on a villa. there's signed once for their fans. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Arsenal after um, finally convincing Conga to put penta paper on a long-term contract. Um, <laughs> you know this 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 is a kind of like this was a given, really, wasn't it? Um but uh, an, an interesting signing all the same. Um, I mean they do need to bring people in. Um, Arsenal is one of those ones where I mean you could argue it nearly needs a whole revamp of times though, doesn't it? Because the kids have been the leaders and the experience yeah. have gone
1: missing last season. You know what
0: I mean? So the
1: experience went missing last season, except for granted Shaka. I'm still fabric as, as to the, the, the fact that they're letting him go. They're losing I said in to me so again, the only player I look at in that Arsenal team that's worthy of being a captain with Shaka gone um is Kieran Tierney And he's so young. He's the only person, Bamiang isn't a captain. He's too petulant, toys out of pram. I'm a superstar. He's driving around in his chromed-out Lamborghinis, his poxy-looking haircut, stuff like that. Arsenal are missing now. We look at the Arsenal teams from the Invincible, stuff like that. The likes of Tony Adams, Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterburn, Davis Seaman, Hardy, old-skilled bastards. You know, Arsenal don't have that anymore. As you said, like, Smith, Rowe, Sackett. These are kids in the team and they look like bigger leaders than some of these superstars that they have. Um mm. I, I just can't go, get my head around Shaka being allowed to leave. He's the only leader. But well, look what he did with Switzerland. Mm. You know, look at the, the, the game against Spain, you know, the, the manager stepping aside and letting him in to do the team talk. You know, mm. that's that's what teams need. Liverpool were linked with Shaka. I would gladly take Shaka yeah. Liverpool to mm. sit on the bench and come in as a squad player. Arsenal, there's so much wrong at Arsenal, same as sports. They need to, to, to figure out what they're doing because the, the, the players that they're bringing in, I'm looking at and I'm saying, like, Ben White, 50 million. Yeah, man, the like conga. Um, yeah, ARs. Like, I just I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what Arsenal fans, I don't think we have any Arsenal fans that have been on the show yet, but I don't know what Arsenal fans think about all this because we don't. there's nothing coming into that Arsenal team that would frighten anybody in the top four, top six. There, the doesn't,
0: um, there doesn't seem to be a kind of a plan in mm-hmm. relation no. to the kind of the structure in terms of like, I mean, there's talk of Hector Bellerin leaving mm-hmm. you know, you know, this is going to be a huge season mm-hmm. for the likes of Paraté, Pepe uh,
1: Paraté again came in and like, I know he had injuries and injury problems but mm-hmm. didn't set set anything in light mm-hmm. um, like Arsenal, like if Arsenal don't get the names in that I gotta like make them challenge again because I, I honestly don't see Arsenal not being anywhere near the top four next season. And mm. um, maybe the only thing that might benefit them is not having European fo- football at all. But even not having European football, they don't look like a, a, a squad that can just play week in week out. Have the players there to play the the, the, the lesser cup games as such, and mm. um, and just focus solely. They're not gonna get anywhere near the league title next season. Mm. Like you look at, we'll talk about in a world like the names that Chelsea have being linked with. You know, I don't know what's going on with Liverpool. I'm hoping now in the next couple of weeks that there'll be a few names in the door when we get get this lad, the Deadwood out. Um, Man City probably only need one or two. Again, Man City, how do they get better? But they're still going to be at the top. Of, like, they're going to be sitting in the top three or four. And mm. um, Man United are linked with players that takes the burden off the likes of Rashford off Greenwood, off Bruno. You know, they need a settled centre. Varane and Maguire is better than fucking Maguire and... Uh, Boy or Lindelof and Maguire you know they're, they're getting they seem to be getting in the names that they need Like you're looking at Arsenal and you, you think to yourself like what like you said there's no there's no place there's a project there at all it's like, like the names that are linked with no one else is linked with it's like they're just going to the bottom of the, the list and saying right mm. he's available bring him in he's available bring him in he's available bring him in where's the project there's nothing happening there that would excite an Arsenal fan mm. it, it,
0: it's mad to mm. think isn't it with a club the size of Arsenal that, like you would turn, we would be turning around <clears> and saying it's a benefit for them next season not to have European football. Like it's just crazy, isn't it? When you think about yeah, go where they've come from and where, where they are. are yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, and again, like when when it comes to late November, start of December, when Arsenal are nowhere near the top, the protests start again against the Cronkies. And he's sitting over in the States, no fucks giving, and saying to himself, the money's still rolling in. The only way they'll get him out is if the fans just decide we're not going. But again, with with Liverpool, we talked about, with Man United fans, with the Glazers, you're still going to have fans that will pay every week to go to the games. So the longer that the fans go to the games, the more money he makes, the longer he stays.
0: Well, see, the problem problem that you have is with with football in the UK as well, it's become such a tourist (laughs) business as well. So if you're not sitting in your seat, someone else is going to be sitting in your seat. And that's the reality of it, you know what I mean? So... It's an interesting one to keep an eye on. Lm, our good friend Rafa Benitez with a little bit of shrewd business there. The Mari Gray coming in from Bayer Leverkusen into Everton. I think yeah. that's a nice move. This Very I, nice I season like season. the
1: Mari Gray as a player. <laughs> so yeah. did I. Um, it's a it's a, it's more exciting than Andreas Townsend. And uh, what's your man's name? The goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> Begovic. Fucking hell. <laughs> with what's going on there at the moment with the other, we won't talk about anything. Mm. You know what I'm talking
0: about, yeah. yeah.
1: And those Townsend and Azmir Begovic, Mm. I was looking at that and I was saying to myself, You're really scraping the barrel there. Um, but the Gray is that's it. That's it. We, I said about Rafa going into everything that you know, if he can keep what he has there and bring in a couple of exciting players to add to that project, you know, everything fans should be excited. And that's a name that would excite me. Um, when when he was there was talk from leaving Leicester, I I was hoping that. Liverpool will show some sort of interest because we had been linked with him in the past. He's a very, very good player. Premier League experience. Hasn't really worked out over in Germany. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great bit of business for Everton. As, as, as hard as it is to say anything yeah. to do with that club.
0: Absolutely. Um, The next one isn't going to make you very happy, but again, we'll touch on no. it in the Shankly sessions. This is apparently not Phillips. has been reported this week by Sky Sports News that not Phillips is available for somewhere between, first of all, 15 to 20 million, which is, first of all, absolutely ridiculous. And two, they're lining up. So you have Bayer Leverkusen looking at trying to bring him back to the Bundesliga. Then you have the likes of Brighton, West Ham, Burnley, and Newcastle, all very interested in him. So what club wouldn't be interested in a player like Nat Phillips for 15 to 20 million? Absolute cup price for what that guy did for us last season. i just say, um, it's a weird one, isn't it? We've come through a season where we had no centre-backs we were absolutely void of anything in defence until we stabilised. and went on that run towards the end of the season, and now we're looking at selling off the guys that got us to the dance, because the guys have been out all season are back. Um, did did we not learn anything from last season?
1: Can I just ask you a question on this? Do you believe that Jurgen Klopp is going to sanction has sanctioned this, or is this FSG have told him that if you want the players you want, he has to go to bring in funding?
0: I I don't believe the story out there of having to sell players to bring in funding because there is cash in there. They did the Red Cardinal deal. Money has been coming in. So there is money there. There's no doubt about it. But I just think, I'm not too sure because Klopp has about two years to go on the contract. I think it's kind of a combination of the two. I think he is working with Michael Edwards on some stuff. But I also think the club is also looking and going, well, we're trying to put stuff together you know, and plan for when he's gone as well. And I think it's, I think we're, we're kind of caught in the middle of this at the moment. And kind of Klopp's in the middle, the club's in the middle, Mike Edwards is in the middle. They're all kind of in the middle trying to figure this out. Um, and because there's kind of indecision there with Klopp having two years left or whatever it is. And um,
1: This was the worry, wasn't it? When it, Because we knew the day was going to come where Jürgen does walk yeah. away from the club. He came in five years ago and promised the league and, He's won everything for us, you know what I mean. And like when he does go, I'm not gonna sit here and and like when he when he leaves, it's gonna be a very 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 sad day for all Liverpool fans. You know, he gave me my first Premier League title. He gave me another another Champions League, World Champions for the first time. Um. You know, the, we all we knew the day was gonna come. He can't stay forever. He's it's football's not like it is when Alex Ferguson was around. Yeah. Managers don't stick around for over 20 years as much as I'd love him to to stay forever. Um mm-hmm. just regarding that Phillips though, we what, like what you said, what he did last season, you know, he came in like he was supposed to go to America last summer to 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 study um a master's and a degree. And then there was talk from going to Swansea and the deal broke down last minute. For me, Matt Phillips, if Matt Phillips wasn't there last season, we wouldn't be in Champions League football, in my opinion. Um, and Absolutely. I just think I just think that he deserved, you know, we don't know in the background. He's probably saying to himself, look, I'm at the age now where I want to go and play week. We know we can play week in, week out. He's done it out of, one of the biggest clubs in the world. So mm. the name, the teams he's being linked with, you know, he's going to go in there and he's going to be that standout defender, in my opinion. He always that balls to the balls to the wall. Yeah. Tackles with his head, you know, like yeah. how many times you could like you could throw a forty foot truck at him, a forty ton lorry at him, and he's kinda of headed away, you know.
0: Yeah. He walked off um, he walked off most matches bandaged up last year. So Terry like um, much imagine Terry Butcher going on to put it him.
1: Yeah, but um what I'd like though, to happen for now, I just I'd like him to go back to Germany. I don't want him to go to the likes of Burnley, to the likes of Newcastle, to the likes of Way. again tonked every single week. You know what I mean? I don't I, he do, he deserves better than like, better than that. I'd like him to go back to Germany and um, settle himself down there and and going kind to of prove himself. If he does go to a Premier League team, look I'll always keep an eye on how things are going for. I just don't want him to go to someone that's lingering around the bottom of the table and getting absolutely hammered every week because he's better than that. Um, but I'm loving them say Liverpool but obviously with Gomez back Matip's back we have Canate we have Van Dijk probably looks like he's only be fifth choice centre-half but like last season who's to say that within a month three of our first four, first four or like a three like say coming into like October Van Dijk is out Gomez is out and you don't have Nat Phillips to turn to whereas I would put my mortgage on Nat Phillips now i you know what I mean? I wouldn't show you away if he was brought in to face Man City or a Champions League final. I wouldn't be shaking and saying to myself, "Nah, you know it's not up to it." Like he proved himself beyond everybody's belief last season how good he is.
0: And again, I suppose we don't know. You know, with Virgil returning after missing nearly a year, and with Gomez after missing a year. We don't know how good these boys are going to be when they return. We know what we're getting with Nat Phillips. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe the prudent thing would be maybe a loan deal.
1: Is is um Reese Williams gonna step up this season? Is my thing. Um, I thought the best thing for him was a loan. I thought it was keeping Nat Phillips and loaning out Reese Williams. Um I'm not getting on the lads' case, but I just don't think. Anyway, I know the last there was a couple of games coming towards the end of the season you know where it was it was Phillips and Williams beside each other and they did do a job but in an extended run of games 10, 15, 20 games you know was Rhys Williams going to be the man to, to settle in there and Liverpool can't got, can't resort back to if, if Jordan Henderson stays playing a centre half and taking Fabinho out of the middle because last season could have been could have finished a lot lot worse than it did had we stayed with playing central midfielders as centre-halves and looking at Reese Williams, I'm not getting on the lad's case. I do think he has a lot of potential, but I just think that at the moment, Liverpool haven't got time to sit around and wait on potential.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, City have reportedly joined the run for uh, Federico Chiesa. Um, they've joined Bayern and they've joined Chelsea. Um, Federico Chiesa would be an ideal player I think for Man City in terms of solving that conundrum up front where they haven't been playing with a with a player
1: like him. Um, and it that would be an ideal solution for any team in world football. Um yeah. he was one on the bandwagon of Liverpool were interested in signing during the Euros and mm. yeah. Charles yeah. Bowen. huh yeah. Um Federico Chiesa when when the, the talk was that Liverpool were, were looking at how much it was going to cost and what have you. You seen how excited I got when we mentioned his name. Um outstanding player, you know, lit up the Euros, in my opinion, in the team of the tournament, I believe. You know, and yeah. starting off that he wasn't even in the starting eleven, he was coming off the bench. Mm. Man City won't be doing anything wrong if he was to come in with the talk of Mares could be leaving, um, Sterling could be leaving, or Jesus could be leaving. He's a, he's a much, much better replacement than um, any Man City fan could imagine. If he was to go into Man City, as we said, they probably need one or two players to to stay at the top. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how can Man City get better? Mm-hmm. Federico it makes Man City better, in my opinion. Absolutely,
0: 100%. <laughs> I suppose it just depends what the plan is for Kane and what the plan is for Grealish. Would they have
1: the capability there of bringing in all three? Um, the money that's being told now for Harry Kane 160 million pounds and 400 grand a week. That's well, we, that's we we already
0: said that we think he's gone lower.
1: yeah, well, definitely 160 million for two dodgy ankles. I so don't think he can make it up two flights of stairs without breaking down them, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I think we also touched on Leon Goretzka, didn't we? Um, United <laughs> be heavily linked with Leon Goretzka at the moment, I'd imagine. This is hinging on the Pogba situation anyway. So the question is with United, can they make the decision quick enough and get Pogba out the door to get the deal done? And will and they, they have enough the time? No. And will they it's have nothing. enough time to tie down a player like Leon Goretzka? Because we you know with Man United, it tends to take forever to get a deal done. You look at Varane, you know, even how long is Varane taken and look at Varane, I mean, he, like, he's basically told United, he wants to go there in his own socials, mm-hmm. um, but again, it seems to be dragging on, so with United, it's absolutely key, make the decision on Pogba, get the money in, make a decision on who you want to bring in and get that midfield conundrum sorted.
1: I think, regarding the man United, you know, just before I move one, um, if Paul Pogba goes, if you're in neutral, that's the club to keep an eye on, because as soon as Pogba goes, there's got to be a couple of big names coming in there. Um, you know, and it's, I'd like to think that Darren and Mark and what have you are really, really excited. Like, you're not going to lose any sleep over Paul Pogba leaving the club. But Iran, <coughs> Aran, um, Sancho's already there and all. It's an exciting time for a Man United fan, as, as much as it pains me to say. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, touch on this briefly, obviously. Um, you know, Jordan Henderson's contract talks have stalled. Um, and Arsenal are waiting in the wings. Now we're only going to touch on it briefly here because obviously we're going to talk in depth about this on the Shankley sessions. Um, I'm not surprised Arsenal aren't waiting in the wings. I'm not surprised any club would be waiting in the wings for um, Jordan Henderson. Definitely not a long-term plan, but definitely a guy to come in to actually bolster and bring a bring a um a leader. Yeah, bring bring an actual um locker room together, if you like, you know.
1: Um he seems like a bit of a home board as well. I know PSG and Atletico Madrid are, are sitting, watching, see what's going on with the contract situation. But um, you know, if, if he's that much of a home board, you know, Saint to was father who had the illness and what have you. You know, we could be thinking, you know, I want to stay in in England. I can't see him signing for like of Man United or something like that. I'd like to think though the the Fernandinho situation and him getting a bit on Man City could step in there and could easily step
0: in there. Yeah. They could, but I'd I'd be surprised if they did, because I think with, with City at the moment, they're kind of looking the other way at the moment. You know, they're looking at a Grealish, they're looking at Chiesa. I know obviously Harry Kane is twenty seven or whatever he is, but still twenty seven, he's four years younger than Jordan, you know what I
1: mean? So it's 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 Arsenal Arsenal would from an Arsenal fans point, uh, perspective, and Arsenal like Jordan Henderson going in there doesn't other I didn't really care on Tierney. Mm. Jordan Henderson going in there for that, that that bit of leadership, you know, that could be a game changer for them. Mm. The winning mentality, the, we know what he's done at Liverpool, you know, um, just that presence. He was brought into the England squad, even though he didn't play much, he was brought in f- for that leadership. And we, nearly every player in the England squad came out and talked about him during the Euros and how great it was to have him around. Arsenal need that, need that now. Mm. So, you know, if, the, if worse... If our biggest fears happen and Jordan Henderson does leave Liverpool, you know that that's for me, that's the ideal move for Arsenal. Mm,
0: absolutely. They're crying out for a leader on the pitch, and he would slot in there great, you know. <laughs> also, the benefit of having him there as well on the likes of a care on Tierney and stuff like that would be absolutely massive. Um, let's move on. Sun signs a four-year deal for Spurs. This I thought was um good news for Spurs, but yeah. The proviso there for me would be is if Kane stays or if Kane goes. Because what we've seen with Son, he's absolutely world-class. But that synergy that he has with Kane, he doesn't seem to have with the other alternatives. And you notice when Kane is out of the team or he's injured, you don't yeah. see that that Son that we know is there. He can, tends to go missing. So, yeah. And yeah, vice right. versa.
1: Hmm. Yeah. As good as Kane is, and vice versa as well. Like the start of the season that they had last year, um, I did say that if Kane goes, that my worry for a Sports fan would be that Son would go too. But you know, tying him down to a four-year deal is massive for, for Sports. It's again just re- everything sits now on who comes in to replace Harry Kane if he goes. I don't think he's gonna go, but if he goes, it's who be you're gonna build a team around Son Min now, aren't you? If Kane goes. So who we're not hearing of who they're potentially linked with. So it's um it's an anxious week.
0: Absolutely, I think we already touched on Jesse Lingard being a part of. Uh, Oli came out mm. and said he's a part of United's plans for this season coming up, which is again no surprise.
1: Oli would, would have been foolish not to say that.
0: Mm. Absolutely, you know, um, Barcelona, mm-hmm. um, they seem to have brought in in La Liga this capping of the the wages in terms of your total wages budget, and Barcelona are in a bit of a a conundrum at the moment. Let's say where they've to shed eighty million. Off the wage bill, and so the only way they can do that is by taking out a number of players. So they're looking to potentially unload Griezmann, Brightweight, Dembele, Catino, some of these big earners off to take this wage bill down because it's causing them a problem at the moment in, terms of, in terms of finalizing the contracts for some other players there at the moment. Like they're, they're, they're having to hold back on some of the registrations that they need to get done as well because they can't register them until they take this money off this this And
1: there's the talk that they could lose uh, Messi till January. Like, How if, does a club of Barcelona's size be brought to its knees like this? Now, in, in, in saying that, like said names, Griezmann hasn't really set Barcelona like hasn't taken them to another level. Martin Braway was brought in as an emergency striker. He's not a great player. Then Dembele, overhyped Coutinho, like so many players before, left Liverpool and their careers just went... So, if you're a Barcelona fan, look with the names they brought, you know, Frears, De Puy, um, Sergio Aguero, they're excellent additions to the team. You're losing them, them three, four possibly. You know, it's not great. They're not great losses. The only thing is, though, is with the financial restraints in place now and the trouble that they're in, who do they bring in to replace them? Because if Barcelona, we want to get back to the way they were when they were under Pep Guardiola, they're an aging team. You know, they need five or six young, world class players to come in. And that doesn't look like it's going to happen now unless they take dramatic pay decreases. There's talk now that Messi has agreed to cutting his majors in half. Like, respect to the man because. He's the greatest player to ever do it. And he can kind of just say he wants X, Y, and Z and get it. Mm. I said when all this happened last year about he wanted out and all, Barcelona is Messi and Messi is Barcelona. So for him to come out and say, Right, cut my wages in half. You have to applaud the man. I know he's still on a, like an excessive amount of money, but you know he could have easily walked away or he could have easily said, no, I'm not taking any pay cut. Everyone else around me will. So for him to... have that love for the club where he says yeah i'm all in that's you have to give the man respect for it.
0: well i I, I suppose to balance that argument out as well i suppose he could find himself in a difficult position if he didn't make that decision because it's kind of like where does he go and who's going to have the financial prowess to pay him that type of money you know what i mean so the only home really for him was barcelona i know city were linked with him and PSG were linked
1: with him now, but the reality is those teams ain't paying him six, seven hundred. This this happened at the obviously the, it, it's not nice to see any club in that kind of position financially, mm. but this happened to Barcelona at the best possible time because if this was five years ago when Man just didn't give a shit about money, he'd have been long gone. Mm. The fact that we're in the middle of this pandemic where not, a lot of clubs are in financial difficulty, if this had been outside of the last eighteen months, he was long gone. Yeah. Long, long, gone. Absolutely.
0: I thought we'd finish out the transfer window with Chelsea, who I think, you know, Football apart from...
1: Fantasy.
0: Yeah. yeah, so apart from United, obviously, who are making decent signings at the moment, you know, Chelsea at the moment, obviously looking at Haaland, <coughs> um, which I've, I've a sneaky feeling I think is going to happen. and um, Because yeah, I sneaky. think Dortmund won't be able to refuse that money. And if they leave it another year, go for half that money but they've also been linked with bringing Eden Hazard back they've also been linked again there's talks going on in the background apparently with Lukaku which I presume impinges on the Holland situation um, and what's going to happen there also linked with Chiesa also linked with Lewandowski and also linked with Declan Rice so like they're linked with top
1: top players at the moment is in hindsight such a wonderful thing if you're a Chelsea fan. They got that, the transfer ban. COVID happened. They had all that money sitting around. COVID happened. They got winter last season, bringing Tuchel, who's done an exceptional job, win the Champions League. All the other teams around them, probably other than Man City, and it looks like Man United are dipping into, we don't know what's going to happen to Liverpool, but Man, Man United look like that they're going to have a few bob and bring in the players that they need. But for Chelsea, like, to add to what they have already, you look at the names there, like, I, you take any two out of those six, and you'd be over the moon, like, if you look at that, right, like Declan Rice, I think will happen. The other five, who, who's the worst out of five of them? That, Probably Hazard. Yeah, <laughs> Hazard because of the injuries had over the last three. Really. So it would have, take Hazard out of the equation. Mm. If you signed Haaland, you're over the moon. If you signed Lukaku, you're over the moon. You know my feelings on Chiesa and Lewandowski, best striker on the planet for the last how many years? You know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah. So. As I said, for a Chelsea fan, hindsight is a wonderful thing. They went through that transfer ban, all that shit that kicked off. The Lampard came in. I said it when Lampard came in that the Chelsea, the Chelsea job was too big for him. It was too much too soon. He came in and I said it to Ian, and I think Ian agreed with me. Lampard stepped away. Tuchel was available. He came in. Soon as he came in, the difference in tra- the difference in formation, not, not conceding goals, the amount of clean sheets the way they attack, you know, and then to come out now and probably bring in Declan Rice, put him beside N'Golo Kante, who's the best player in the world, and what he does, you know, they've got Pulisic, don't know what's going to happen with Werner now because if if you're a Chelsea fan, you'll be glad now to sell Werner to bring in one of those four, you know what I mean? So it's a worrying time for even Man City fans, you know, The next season, if if Liverpool aren't at the races next year, I I will gladly sit back as a neutral and watch that pan out, because that I said it towards the end of the season, if Liverpool aren't in the mix there, Chelsea and Man City is going to be an unbelievable dogfight for the league next year. I think Chelsea will definitely be at the top of the table next year, Mm. and Man City, can they maintain that? Because they they had that season where they won the league by a point over us, Mm. and then we just came out and they shit themselves the following season. Can they can they maintain that again this season? Mm. You know, because a lot of teams weren't firing last season mm. and Chelsea finished the season. I know we finished above the, them in the league, but adding adding two or three of those those names to that squad is it's frightening. Frightened. It's really, really frightening. Absolutely.
0: <clears throat> well, This has been your look back on this week's Transfer News, Gossip and Opinion. Leave your comments down in the video, obviously on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Let us know your team. Let us know who you think you're going to bring in. Let us know who you will be happy to bring in or move out and what your thoughts are going into the new season. Roughly four weeks away from the season starting, three, four weeks away from the season starting, and probably five weeks away from the window shutting. It's going to be a very interesting number of weeks. Um audio versions of the show are available through Anchor. So you get them there, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes. You can also contact the show on Twitter at the underscore upper underscore tier. You can hit us up on Facebook, the upper tier. You can hit us up on Instagram, the upper tier. Let us know your thoughts. Are you happy with the business that your team is doing? Or if you're not, what business do you want your team to do? Till next time. Cheers, Dan. Say great to be back.